name is Justin Max. I'm Macy McClinton. And I'm Stephanie. And we are your hosts for this podcast. Our topic we will be covering today is the history of excise taxes in the United States. An excise tax is a legislated tax on the sale or use of specific products and transactions. They can be employed by local, state, and federal governments. The first excise taxes in the United States were passed in 1788 by the first United States Congress and President George Washington. This allowed for the tax on imported goods coming into the United States. Excise taxes then shifted to taxing alcohol, tobacco, sugar, and many other things. In 1834, the U.S. debt was paid off and President Andrew Jackson abolished all current excise taxes at the time. Today, excise taxes are common on a wide range of items. The ones we are most familiar with as consumers are excise taxes on alcohol, gasoline, tobacco, and airline tickets. The first revenue measure enacted by Congress was an excise tax on domestic whiskey in 1790. When this tax increased from nine cents to 25 cents, an insurrection took place by Pennsylvania farmers, which is known as the Whiskey Rebellion. Alcohol taxes have almost always been a major source of revenue for the US government. At times, they even accounted for up to 80% of tax revenues. As of today, alcohol tax collections represent less than 1% of federal tax collections in total. State and local alcohol taxes vary greatly across the country. According to the Tax Foundation, Alabama ranks fifth in highest alcohol tax per gallon of spirits at $19.15, which is definitely a lot, but pales in comparison to Washington State's $32.52 tax per gallon. The idea of excise taxes on alcohol today is usually with the intended purpose of reducing alcohol consumption, with the mentality being that if the goods cost more for the end user, they will reduce the amount they purchase. These measures are not always found to be popular by all of the public. This has led in past to full-on insurrections such as the Whiskey Rebellion. Support for increasing these taxes can come from concerned citizenry who say that making alcohol more expensive would lead, less to, would lead to less consumption of alcohol, which could then lead to less dangers associated with a substance such as junk driving. And I will introduce y'all to the gasoline excess tax. The federal started gasoline excess tax in 1933 at one cent per gallon. Since then, it has been raised 10 times to 18.4 cents per gallon to this day. This tax is for any transportation-related infrastructure projects and mass transportation costs across the country. It is a combination of two taxes. The first part goes to leaking underground storage tank fee in order to prevent petroleum leaks, which is 0.1 cent per gallon. The rest of this excise tax are for highway trust fund to pay for infrastructure and transportation costs. Additionally, each state has its own excise tax on every gallon of gas that is being sold there. California has the highest gas taxes as 62.47 cents per gallon 
as of July 2020. Alaska has the lowest state gas tax as 13.77 cents per gallon. In fiscal year of 2016, federal raised $36.4 billion on the fuel taxes. $26.1 billion was raised from gasoline excess tax and $10.3 billion was from diesel and special model fuels. With as much revenue as fuel excess tax can raise, they can certainly create a burden on consumers and manufacturers. IRS Code 6426 lists different criteria that manufacturers of diesel and gasoline can meet to claim tax credits. The intended purpose of this is to lessen the tax burden that excise taxes can create. Other than regular gasoline excise tax, there is a tax called aviation gasoline, which is $0.194 per gallon. Gasoline is also subjected to a surtax of $0.141 per gallon for fractional ownership program aircraft. The majority of these taxes goes to the air traffic control operations by the Federal Aviation Administration. Airport and Airway Trust Fund was created by the Airport and Airway Development and Revenue Act of 1970 to finance aviation programs. The revenues are derived from aviation-related excess taxes on passengers, cargo, and fuel, and they provide funding for capital improvements to the U.S. airports and airway system. Now I'll introduce the history of excise tax on tobacco and marijuana. The history of excise tax on cigarettes started in 1864 as a revenue measure in the Civil War. The taxation of tobacco is not only a way to increase federal and state level revenue, it also has a societal purpose, which is to discourage the public's use of tobacco, primarily cigarettes. Cigarettes are taxed at the federal and state level, and state tax rates vary considerably. In Alabama, a pack of 20 cigarettes is taxed at 68 cents a pack, which has not been updated since October 1st, 2015. This accounts for a majority of tobacco excise tax revenue. This also adds up to a meaningful $1.69 on each pack of purchased cigarettes and taxes alone. However, several tax issues arise due to various tax rates in different state jurisdictions. It is extremely common for tobacco smugglers to buy cigarettes in a jurisdiction where the excise tax rate is low and sell them in a high tax rate jurisdiction. This affects tax revenue on the state level pretty significantly. New York currently has a tax of $4.53 per pack with an additional tax if you're purchasing in New York City. This causes about 53% of their cigarettes to be smuggled into New York other states. Unfortunately, because of this state-to-state -state volatility, policymakers should be wary of tax proposals that could potentially encourage this behavior. Overall, many states expect tobacco excise tax revenue to decline in future years. The effect of this increase in smuggling 
is bad for the legal market. In fact, in China, there are many counterfeit cigarettes that actually look and feel almost exactly like identical brands and that also incorporate fake tax stamps. Most of these counterfeit cigarettes originate from China as well. A general estimate is that China produces about 400 billion of these cigarettes annually. In 2007, a study found that these counterfeit cigarettes almost seven times the lead of authentic brands and close to three times as much thallium, which is a toxic heavy metal. Another increasingly prevalent excise tax that has been controversial in many states is the marijuana excise tax. There are also already moderately complex taxation rates for different areas of the industry. For example, in Illinois, there's a 7% excise tax, a 10% tax on flowers with less than 35% THC, a 20% sales tax on cannabis-infused products, and a 25% sales tax on products with more than 35% THC. It can also be structured as simply as the state of Colorado, which taxes cannabis products at a 15% excise tax rate and a 15% sales tax rate. Washington, however, has an extremely high excise tax rate of 37% as well on any marijuana sales. In conclusion, excise taxes have been around in the United States for almost as long as it has been a country. They have been used to raise revenue and discourage certain behaviors and actions. In the future, a lot more items could carry excise tax. We can only wait to see what those items or services will be. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. Thank you.